Come on, just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Obviously, we have flipped the script quite a bit with the worship experience. And uh, how many of you know that God wants to do a new thing in you? Like two people. How many of you really know God wants to do a new thing in you? You can't expect the new thing doing the old thing. And sometimes God wants you just to switch some stuff sometimes. Not just us as the corporate man, but I believe that God's calling for many of us to do that in our own lives. Switch some stuff around and see what God will do. We're jumping into the word first today. I want you to get your Bibles and go to Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11. The Bible says, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. The living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth such as are in the sea and all are in them i heard saying blessing and honor glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever i want to minister a word to you this afternoon entitled he's worth it he's worth it thank you gentlemen we are starting this new series in august called in and this series is going to be focused on worship and praise we're going to begin to build a foundation of what god wants to do not only for us as the corporate man as i said earlier but for what he wants to do in each and every one of us as individuals the level that we have been at the place that we have been at as it relates to our devotion to god and our worship for many of us, it's been cool, but how many of you know the next level is calling you? Uh, uh, for some of us, if we be honest with ourselves, uh, we need a big jump and a big shift. And the Lord wants to bring you into that shift. And he wants to bring you into that change in your life today. As we jump into this series, I want you to really grab and apply. We've been talking about that on Wednesday nights. That the way to properly manage revelation is a ringing when I move. Please handle it. It's a distraction. Uh, it is very important that you understand that as we're moving and as we're operating in what God has called for us to do, that when revelation comes, it's important that you grab it and then you apply it. The whole reason that you are here in the house of God today is not only for you to be a hearer, but you also need to be a doer of the word. Not only a hearer, but a doer of the word. And in order for you to become a doer, you've got to apply what it is that you receive. Somebody say amen. And so today, as we start this series, it's gonna be vitally important that you grab a hold of what God is saying to you and what his plan is so that you can find the space in which you're supposed to apply it in your own life, amen? All right, so as we go through this series on worship and praise, I don't want you to connect it to your personal experience. A lot of times our personal experience can become the enemy of our current experience 
or the place that God wants to take us into. And if we begin to live life through what we've seen and what we've known, we'll end up missing out. And so our goal is to press the reset button concerning our worship life. We're going we're gonna to press the reset button concerning worship culture in our own lives, worship culture in our church. Look at your neighbor and say, press the reset button. Press the reset button. God wants to reset you so that you can go ahead and press to the next level and obtain what he has for you. Um, God is present everywhere. We understand that, don't we? He's omnipresent, but there's something different about his presence in our lives where we can personally experience and know that he is moving in and around us. And there are two instruments that help you to experience the presence of God. That is worship and praise. Worship and praise are instruments that God gives you to experience his presence. It's never been the plan of God that you just read about him in the Bible. It's never been the plan of God. I know y'all just came out of soaking, but y'all can say amen and, and talk back to me. Uh, it's important that you realize some of y'all just like, yeah, still in the zone. You got to understand this, that, that, that the instruments of worship and praise bring you into the realities of the kingdom of God. And the realities of the kingdom of God are found in the presence of God. Found in the presence of God. And God doesn't want you just to hear cute stories about him. He's interested in you having an encounter, forget an encounter, a lifetime experience with him. He wants you to know that he is real. And one of the main ways that we know that our God is real, you know, against all of the rest of the gods that exist, is that our God's presence is tangible. He's moving. He's a moving, living being. He is not dead. Come on, say amen. And so as we step into understanding his presence, you can't understand his presence without studying heaven. You will never comprehend the presence of God, how he maneuvers and how he, how he operates without studying heaven. If you see God and his presence simply through the earth realm, you will miss him. If you see God and understand his presence only through the human experience, you will miss him. But in order for you to understand his heart is mine, how he desires to be honored, how he desires to be dealt with, you've got to comprehend heaven. Let's do this. Heaven is not the place that you go to when you die. I'm not going to say nothing crazy theology. Just rock with me for a minute. Uh, you, can, you can go to heaven when you are. Amen. I'm not taking your heaven from you. It's real. What I'm trying to help you to know is that you don't have to wait till then to experience it. That's why the Bible says in Matthew, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? As it is. So it's possible to experience heaven in the earth before I ever go to heaven. Are you understanding that? So in order for me to experience heaven here on earth, I've got to understand how heaven operates. The birthplace or the beginning spot of his presence, it, it happened out of heaven. So I've got to comprehend heaven. And today in our text, in Revelation chapter 5, it gives us a picture of some things happening in heaven. Some things happening. We're going we're gonna, to, let's go to verse, let's go to verse, where are we going to go? Let's go to verse 11. We'll go back to verse 11. Revelation 5, verse 11. I want you to see this. The Bible says, Then I looked and heard a voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them 
was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a lot of folks. This is why I want you to look at verse 12. Look at this. Saying with a loud voice. Let's pause there. For everyone who believes that the only way that you can worship is in silence, I have to disagree with you because everything that I've read about heaven, the Bible talks about the loudness of heaven. Now, let me, let me explain. I'm not trying to get you, 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 you churchified folks that just like to be loud for no reason. I'm not, that's not what I'm teaching you right now. What I'm saying, there ought to be a cry that comes out of your heart. And when you are really filled in your heart, if it's in your heart, your mouth's going to say it. Only a couple people understand this. When you really, when you're really having an experience of something you love, if you, if I gave you your favorite food, I want you to get your favorite food in your mind, please. Your favorite food in your mind, for me, is nothing like crawfish. I don't care about your opinion. Just to let you know, I don't care anything about your opinion. Yes, I know it's the roach of the sea. There's nothing like crawfish. And, 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 and when I eat crawfish, I don't eat it silently, Pastor Byron. There is a sound that rises up out of me. Y'all ain't said nothing. As I crack those crawfish, <laughs> crack them. And if you're really from knowledge, you know that you, you can't crack them without sucking the juice. Sucking the juice. And you peel the tail. And while I'm eating the crawfish stuff, like, mmm. Woo. It's almost like glory, you know. As, I, as, I, as I'm eating that crawfish, when you're really enjoying something, your mouth will be connected to your heart. Are you in here today? When you're really, really experiencing the goodness of God, that's why I question how many of you really experience the goodness. Because when you really, Holy Sherman, whenever you really experience his goodness, you can't but scream. You cannot but shout. You cannot but open your mouth and release praise because my heart is so filled with his goodness. Hello, somebody. Heaven, that's the sound of running waters around heaven. The elders and the angels, they're there. And heaven has a loud sound. The reason why it's a loud sound because there's the proclamation happening. Whenever you want to experience the power of God, the presence of God, You've got to begin to fix your mouth. You have must fix your mouth to say the right thing. And in the moments of worship and praise, let me tell you the wrong thing to talk about. What you want. Apostles trying to help you today, man. Uh, it's not what you want. That's not what you do to get into the presence of the Lord. Give a prayer request. Give a list of things that you want to see happen in your life. That's not the way you get to the presence of God. The way you get to the presence of God is just like these in Scripture. What we see is that they're crying out about his goodness. How wonderful he is. How amazing he is. When you begin to talk to God and proclaim how wonderful he is, his presence always responds. Hello, lights. His presence always comes in. His presence always enters in on the wave of your praise and your worship. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 12 says, Sing with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. 
As we evaluate praise and worship, we must understand this, that they're both based on the praisers and the worshipers' perspective of God. You will not properly give God the worship and the praise he does if you don't have a proper perspective of him. Your worship will always be connected to how you value him. Your worship will always be connected. Your praise will always be connected to what kind of value that you have of God himself. Have you ever had somebody giving you advice and you, you, you didn't care nothing about what they were saying? Please wave at me. You, you, somebody, you was like, the whole time they was talking, he was like, they're like, you there? You're like, mm. <laughs> and, and after you got off, I mean, you, you, barely, you barely did anything close to what they were talking about. Why? There was no value of their words. Can I tell you a secret, though? Many of us, we as believers, treat God like that. He's talking, and we're like, mm. God's like, I want all of you. You're like, yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is... <laughs> God's, God's like, I, I want you to go and do this. I want, want your entire heart, and this is the plan I have for you. And you're like, mm, no. Right? We don't always ignore what our words, but we definitely ignore what our actions. Here's God, like, yelling at you. Go left! And you like going about as right as possible. God's like, go left! You're like, mm. you don't say no, God, with your words. But through your actions, it shows that you don't value what the man is saying to you. Psalms 19.9. Write that down. Psalms 19.9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. You've got to value the words of God. If you don't value his words, it's indicative of you not in valuing him at all. If you don't value what he has to say, you don't value him. The scriptures tell us there is no separation between God and his word. They are one. So if you don't want to receive what he is saying to you, it is an example that you do not value what he's saying. I have to lay this out to you because I don't want you going into the presence of God acting like you really believe what he's saying, but your actions say something different. We're going to go into worship in a little bit, but when we go into worship, I want you to come in, and if you've got to repent, here's the time during the message. Say, God, I am sorry that I have been ignoring you and not listening to what you've been telling me to do because because I have been ignoring your word, that means I do not properly honor you at all. Are you learning? So the Bible says that they are desired, uh, to be desired are they then go, yeah, as, excuse me, um, nan and much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. So here's the question on the table. How much do you value God? It's going to be vitally important as we step into this. How much do you value God? Not the Christian thing to say, oh, I love Jesus. No. How much do you really value him? Your value is also seen in your obedience 
If I value you, I'll obey what you're saying to me. This must be really getting to some of you. So, so it is vitally important that the shift comes. Now, here, here's the next thing that we want to do. As, as we talk about praise and worship, let me tell you what praise and worship is not. Okay? What it is not is a fast song and a slow song. I know some of you are like, what? Surely the slow song is worship. No, boo. We don't have no scripture for that. That's church culture. Church culture. And that's what I want to divide you from. Your preference. I lost the room. I want to divide you from your, from your preference. Because many of you, the, your preference is keeping you from his presence. Your preference is keeping you from it. So there has to be a shift that comes because worship has nothing to do with your personal likes and not. Because it's not supposed to be pleasing to you. Worship is to be pleasing to him. So what you don't get to do in worship is say, that ain't my song. Last Sunday, we started the worship set with the countryest, soundest song I ever heard in history. And while they were singing that song, I was like, I hate this song with all of my heart. Can, can I, take, I was like, I, I mean, God, Jesus, I hate this song. But I had to listen to the words of the song. Beyond my preference. Because God was worthy of my praise, whether I hated the song. And I like country music. I just don't want it in my worship set. I just not in, I didn't enjoy it. You understand? I watch the country music awards. I, I, I'm with it. But I just not, I didn't want it in my worship set. Y'all still here with me? I, I did not enjoy that. But what I realized, it had nothing to do with that. How many times have you been lost because of preference? How many times has God been trying to get something to you and you couldn't receive it because something wasn't meeting your preference? It's too hot. It's too cool. I don't like my chair. I don't like this side of the church. I usually sit on the right. And then all these preference things. And God's like, hello. Thought you were here for me. Not only in the corporate setting, you got to get that in your own household. Stop letting the atmosphere shift you and shift the atmospheres. So let me help you with some things concerning praise. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, here it is. Praise is action and anyone can do it. Praise is action and anyone can do it. Let me prove it to you. Let's go to Psalms 150 verse 1. Psalms 150 verse 1. Here it is. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise the Lord. Now, when I was growing up, these are the kind of scriptures they would, they would read at the beginning of the service. Some of y'all don't know nothing about this. Y'all ain't old school church. You know, they get out and I mean, the saints get real stirred out. All you have to say is praise the Lord. Ah! Praise him in his sanctuary. They don't even know how to spell sanctuary. And they was like, yes! Sanctuary. 
<laughs> praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Define it. <laughs> Verse 2. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellence, greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. And praise him with clashing cymbals. We all know Pastor Greg loved a clashing cymbal. God bless Pastor Greg. And every time he clashes cymbals, y'all lose your mind. It don't matter. It don't matter what song it is. As soon as that man starts clashing, I'm like, he's playing the same trick on y'all every time. <laughs> First, it's all right to smile at your saints. Verse number six. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything. Not saved. Doesn't have nothing to do with it. Salvation has nothing to do with it. Salvation has nothing to do with it. Salvation has nothing to do with praise. Relationship has nothing to do with praise. I'm not downing praise. It's important. I'll show you in a minute. But, but what you've got to understand is you can, you can have no relationship with God at all and praise him. So just because you've stepped into praise don't mean that you have a strong relationship with God. Praise is action and everybody can do it. You learning? Yes. Worship is intimate and relational. Worship is intimate and relational. Worship comes from a place within your heart, within your mind, that you, you've, you've, had, you've had experience with God. And based upon that experience, experience with him, you respond out of that experience. You respond out of that relationship. You know this scripture. Let's go to John chapter 4, verse number 23. John 4, verse number 23. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. So God is seeking worshipers. I don't see in the scriptures where he's seeking praisers. I'm not downing praise, though. It's important. I'll show you in the scripture how important it is. Because you will never really get to a, a, my, my spiritual mother, Judith McAllister, says it like this. That, that praise is the vehicle that gets you to the destination of worship. So you'll, you'll never see worship without really understanding praise. And we'll see this in the scripture. So you've got to praise is what gets you in the gates. You've got you to gotta be a praiser. But what I'm saying is it should never stop at praise. Because even though praise gets me in... Right? Worship gets me him. Praise gets me in. Worship gets me him. And, and I want to have, have an experience with him beyond just the praise moment. But I want, I want to experience it beyond this. So God is looking for true worshipers, right? Both worship and praise involve sacrifice. Are you getting this today? This is why the concept in our scripture, what they begin to say in Psalm chapter 5, worthy is the lamb. Right? 
Remember, your worship, your praise will be affected based upon how you view and how much you value God. Do you feel like the lamb is worthy? Do you feel like the lamb is worthy or do you feel like your physical body and its feelings are more important? Right? Because sometimes we don't feel like praising God. I said we. Sometimes we don't feel like worshiping God. We don't feel like stepping into those moments. And so what begins to happen is we'll begin to move upon how we feel. But that's why it's a sacrifice. He's worth it. He's worth it according to what heaven has to say. And heaven has, ha heaven has the understanding about his presence. So what heaven has to say, worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb of what? Your sacrifice. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy of what? Your sacrifice. Stepping beyond the realm of your flesh. Stepping beyond the realm of your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Somebody say he's worthy. Say it like you believe it. Somebody say he's worthy. He's worth it. Do you hear me? He's worth your worship and your praise. The Bible says in Hebrews 3 verse 15. Write that down. Hebrews 3 verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. The sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice. Somebody say the sacrifice. What, what does that look like for, for you? How, 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 how does that look for you? When, when the moment comes to praise God, are you willing to tell your flesh to shut up? When, when the time comes to worship God, are you willing to tell your body to come in alignment? This is what, this is what David said. I command my soul to bless the Lord. My soul, the seat of my mind, my will, and my emotions. He said, I command my soul. In other words, my soul doesn't rule me. My soul doesn't rule my sacrifice. I rule my soul. I tell my soul, I have command over my soul. Are you getting this? Soul is the seat of your emotion. So bad day doesn't mean no praise. A matter of fact, if you're having a bad day, great day to praise. I can't hear nobody. I don't understand people who say, oh, I stayed home because I was sick. I thought that was healing in the house of God. And I know you've been going all these other places, don't have, have no power. But, but, but I need you to know that the place you're in, the power of God is there. So when you're sick, you know what I mean? You, if, if you got the bubble gut, sit close to the bathroom, man. Are y'all in here today? You, you look, the Lord will heal you. Just, just get to the house of God. Are you in here today? And it's vitally important that you say, I'm going to go beyond even what my emotions or, or my physical body is saying. And I'm going to worship God no matter what. Because God moves upon sacrifices. Have you read the scripture recently? That is still a sacrifice that moves the heart of God. When you place it upon the altar, now we don't have to bring to God bullocks and lambs. But he still wants the sacrifice of your praise. 
He still wants sacrifice. You're not going to live the Christian walk without sacrifice. You're not going to be successful as a believer without sacrifice. And if you really want to take your worship and your praise to the next level, you've got to take your sacrifice to the next level. We're not just talking corporately, but we're talking individually, right? What are you willing to give up of your time? Who are you willing to give up who's stealing your time? So that you can give God the proper time and receive what you need for the next level. I mean, y'all about as silent as I don't know what in here today. This is, did you hear what I said to you? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give up to get to him? What are you willing to leave to get to him? Sacrifice. Worship is sacrifice. Romans 12 verse 1. Are you rocking with me? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, uh, by the mercies of God, that, that this is different, that you present your bodies in living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Are you seeing this? So it is vitally important that you know that worship is a sacrifice, but worship is a different kind of sacrifice as worship. Uh, uh, let me say it like this. Praise is a moment or a series of moments. Write that down. But worship is a lifestyle. Praise is a moment or a series of moments, but worship is a lifestyle. So in worship, I'm not just giving God just songs. That's why you can't connect worship to just a song. I'm giving God my life as worship. And how do I place my, my body as a sacrifice to God? I put it in to alignment. I put my life into alignment with the word and the will of God. Saying that whatever my passions, my ideas, my ways of doing things, I line them up with God's word, his way, his way of operating. Therefore, I'm placing my life upon the sacrifice i'm placing my life as a sacrifice upon the altar because i'm saying god you know better i do not i'm saying god you know what to do i do not i'm saying god i get into the presence of god and i become as dumb as possible are you understanding that i get into the presence of god and i become like a full dummy in his presence because at the end of the day he knows far beyond anything i could ever understand but if i don't submit myself in his presence and say, God, I'm going to align myself with you because you're worth it. I'm going to align myself with your plan because you're worth it. Then we'll end up missing out on the revelation of what he wants to send to your life. Worship and praise involve sacrifice. The reality is that many of us do not like that word. We don't want to know how we can give something up. We're here today to find out how we can get it. Come on, y'all. We're here today like, tell me, preacher, how I'm going to get to my destiny. I heard you was a prophet. Give me a word. We're here today to get something. Encourage me. Perform for me. Most of us did not come in this room to find out anything about what he wanted us to give up. Nobody got, I didn't even get out the bed this morning and say, God, what you want me to give up? I didn't wake up this morning and say, good morning, master. What I'm giving up today? No. Because in my flesh, I'm like, I ain't gave up so much, God. I'm not even interested in that conversation today about what it is. Are you understanding this? 
but it's vitally important for you to know your next level, you will not get there without that S word. You will not get there without sacrifice. I need you to look at your neighbor and look annoyed by my preacher and tell them you got to sacrifice something. You want to go in? You can't get in without a sacrifice. You want to go to the next level? You will not go to the next level without a sacrifice. So you and your lazy behind will remain at the same place you've always been. You've got to come in by way of the sacrifice. Praise is a moment or a series of moments. Worship is a lifestyle. The amazing thing about worship and praise is better when we do it together. It's better when we do it together. Did you notice the scriptures in, in, in Psalms uh, 150? They, they begin to talk about praising God. But even if you go to Revelation 5, you begin to see that all of these folks, angels, 24 elders, they're all together creating this sound the way that God moves upon shifting cities and shifting states is not going to come from your personal your personal prayer life with him I know some of us don't I know we, we, we really think it is it's not going to come through your personal worship time it's going to come through the corporate move God calls out of people the ecclesia the called out ones he calls out a people. He gathers them together. And that sound from that people shifts the places that they're called to. The sound from the people together. No, I know you think you can stay at home and look at Bishop Jakes and you're going to go ahead and shift the city. I'm sorry, you're wrong, baby. You got to go find your tribe. Hello? You got to go find your type. You got to go find the kind of people that's carrying the same DNA. And as you begin to lift up worship together, that'll shift the city. That'll change the nation. That's what's going to do it. When we do it together, it's better. That's why you can't come late and miss worship. Talking about corporate worship. Hello? That's why you can't. That's why you, you, you see us up here. We going in and you like, it don't take all of that. You, you missing it, man. You about to miss your whole breakthrough. You, you about to miss your whole level. Why? Because your refusal to come in alignment with a corporate man. Okay. Corporate worship will mandate you to be able to say, you know what? Uh, 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 this thing is bigger than me. This thing, this, this thing is bigger than what happens in my, in my own home, what happens in my own product. God wants to do it corporately. Look at uh, Psalms 34 and 3. Psalms 34 and 3. Oh, magnify the Lord. What? And let us exalt what? Together. Something happens when we do it together. Something happens when a people begin to understand his worth as a unit. And as a unit, responding to the worth of God by way of sacrifice. God always responds. Somebody say he always responds. Revelation chapter 5, verse 11. Let's go back there. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. The living creature. 
and the elders and the number of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb who was slain worship team get in position worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing when the corporate man goes up in worship we as a group begin to say the same thing singing the same song they were not singing individual songs they were singing the same song together making the same sound releasing the same joy releasing the same hope and as they begin to do it it begin to create an atmosphere i'm telling you that god is about to do something very unique and special in the month of august in this house as we begin to gather together to say he is worth it he is worth my sacrifice he is worth my praise he is worth my worship and i'm not just going to praise him but i'm going to give him my life and i'm going to worship him I'm going to press beyond the moment and I'm going to move into the lifestyle. And when you begin to praise him, something powerful will begin to happen. Acts chapter 16, when, when Paul and Silas prayed at midnight and sing praises to God. What begin to happen as they sing praises to him and, and they begin to worship God and they pray, things begin to shake. Things begin to fall off. Doors begin to open. What are you saying to me, Apostle Sermon? We are about to experience this day, and not just this day, but for the rest of this month, that as we praise and worship as the corporate man, chains are going to fall off, prison doors are going to open, things that tried to hold you are not going to be able to hold you anymore because God is going to bring you into a place of freedom. He is going to bring you into a place of wholeness. He's going to bring you in a place of might. He's going to bring you into a place of strength as you worship him. And I want you to know that God is about to bring us into new realities of heaven as we join with the sound of heaven and press into the place. Now listen to me. I want everybody to stand. I want everybody to stand. Got a question for you. Are you ready to sacrifice? We're, we're going to go into praise. We're going to go into worship. It's vitally important that you understand that you can't just stand and watch. And it's not the plan of God for you to, to just watch as others get what they need or to give him what he desires because that's the focus. Please look at your neighbor around you and say, let's do it together. Look at somebody behind you, tell them, let's do it together. Let's. Somebody on the other side, say, let's do it together. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. We, we're about to worship God. And we're going to worship God with everything we have. There are no limitations. These aisles, as much aisle as we got, you can get them and you can worship God. I'm telling you, don't leave anything behind. Give God everything. He is worth it.